Anthropo Shorts 1, Greenways. I only went out for a walk and finally concluded to stay out till sundown, for going out, I found, was really going in. This is an often cited quote from the naturalist John Muir, and it gets to the heart of the human desire to strike out into the wilderness, into the unknown, to reconvene with something we feel we may have lost in the long, destructive march to civilization. For much of human history, we undertook that journey on foot, as Muir did. A walk through the woods is still considered a mostly productive use of one's time, at least in the sense of personal well-being. Anyone who has the least experience with mental illness has been told that they would benefit from exercise, and being in nature has been found to have similarly positive benefits. It would only make sense to combine the two. In 1862, Henry David Thoreau wrote about the benefits of a stroll through the woods in his essay entitled, appropriately, Walking. But the walking of which I speak has nothing in it akin to taking exercise, as it is called, as the sick take medicine at stated hours, as the swinging of dumbbells or chairs, but it is itself the enterprise and adventure of the day. If you would get exercise, go in search of the springs of life. Think of a man swinging dumbbells for his health when those springs are bubbling up in far-off pastures unsought by him. And so it is a generally accepted cultural trope that a nature walk has a net positive effect on the human mind and spirit. At their best, they link us with our surroundings and with the long chain of humanity that has journeyed into the wilderness to find itself. But can this experience be encapsulated, streamlined for the frenetic pace at which we live today? Is there a wrong way to have this experience? The Murfreesboro, Tennessee Greenway System consists of about 8.5 miles of paved trails that mostly follow along the Stones River. The walkways are around 12 feet wide in order to allow cyclists alongside pedestrian traffic. Every time I have walked on the Greenway, I've encountered a nearly equal ratio of cyclists to walkers. Runners are also common, although most of those who go on foot prefer walking. I, like many other users of the trail, almost always bring my dog along. This was the case one human morning when I loaded him into the car and drove to a Greenway trailhead I was unfamiliar with. It begins in one of the larger parks in town and follows along the river. Like the other sections, this one was relatively well maintained with artifacts of vandalism or utilization by the homeless in spots. Like any such urban space, parts of the Greenway often revert to more nefarious purposes in the dark or are transformed into temporary shelter for those in dire need. It isn't unusual to find empty alcohol containers or the occasional condom wrapper, although this is less likely in the more heavily used and scenic portions, namely those near well-groomed apartment complexes in the town's golf course. The traffic on the trail was also fairly standard, albeit lighter at that time of morning, with a number of walkers and runners along with fewer cyclists. Power walking seems to be the most popular form of exercise on the Greenway, with pairs of older suburban women taking to the trail in their finest athleisure wear. Occasionally you'll see a young couple having a slower paced walking date to allow them time to giggle at one another and snap selfies, but on this morning there were long stretches during which it was just me and the dog, both panting in the early day humidity. As we walked along it became evident that this portion of the Greenway offered an experience different from the others. What most caught my attention was the trail's proximity to I-24, the major interstate that links Murfreesboro to Nashville and beyond. At a point, the trail even crosses below the interstate, leading you into a cavernous space beneath a multi-lane overpass that shakes with the sound of the traffic above. The dog was not especially fond of that part of the trail. Along with this crossing, there are several areas where one gets a close-up view of the constant surging traffic between the suburban sprawl of Rutherford County and the urban center of Nashville. 
Most arresting was the point at which we stopped to rest before turning back toward where we had parked. The spot is a lone bench, which is not uncommon. The Greenway offers such spots of seclusion along its length. However, this one felt different. The river ran beside the trail, higher than usual because of recent rains. The bench was just off to the other side, facing the barrier of trees between the path and the water. Behind the bench and stretching far away was an open field of overgrown grass that led all the way to the bustle of I-24 in the distance. This spot, part of a system meant to grant respite from the hassles of urban life, was very neatly nestled into the bosom of that very urbanity. But that has always been the truth of such spaces as the Greenway has in it. They are located adjacent to the, quote, natural world that is offered in contrast to the hectic, quote, civilization that we inhabit, minimally manicured so as to offer comfort that does not cross into full, quote, development, that word that is used so frequently to denote the great paving over. When we enter such spaces, we are experiencing a simulation of a trekking through nature. It's a sort of inverse uncanny valley within which we prefer our interaction with the natural world to reside. Not too real because that can be difficult, dangerous, and remote. It also can't be too tame and curated or we won't feel like we're performing the escape we crave. We want somewhere in the middle. Nature, but not quite. Civilization, but not quite. Trees and water, but within reason. I'm not condemning this attitude, and in fact, I'd be one of the first to advocate for more cities to attempt some sort of integration with the environment they have invaded and supplanted. I also would roll my eyes at those who would decry projects like the Greenway by saying things like, this isn't real nature. If that's what you want, strike out for the hills, go to the real wilderness. In truth, capital P people, meaning all of us, need some sort of interaction with the world we're increasingly attempting to abandon. For those with their home and responsibilities in a city, greenways are a wonderful tool. What I think is important, however, is not to forget that they too are a type of virtual reality, ultimately well-meaning distractions. But we need these distractions so that we may unburden our minds for just a little while and think the kind of thoughts we assume are only the refuge of philosophers or other dreamers. As my anecdote reflects, this short came from thinking that was encouraged by my time on the greenway. In Wonderlust, the History of Walking, Rebecca Solnit writes about this small magic. Walking, ideally, is a state in which the mind, the body, and the world are aligned, as though they were three characters finally in conversation together, three notes suddenly making a chord. Walking allows us to be in our bodies and in the world without being made busy by them. It leaves us free to think without being wholly lost in our thoughts. So perhaps I'm being unfair in my critique of greenways. Part of the problem, as is always the case in critique, is the flimsiness of words and the slipperiness of their meanings. For this reason, I want to refer to greenways as spaces, spaces that are constructed with the purpose of bringing people into curated, soft contact with what we, having lived our lives in the fabrication of human society, think of as nature. While explaining it this way places greenways in the realm of the fabricated society, that's just fine, because that is our environment which is another slippery word. Timothy Morton takes a swing at the concept of environment in his Ecology Without Nature. In order to have an environment, you have to have a space for it. In order to have an idea of an environment, you need ideas of space and place. If we left our ideas about nature on hold for a moment, instead of introducing them all too soon, they always tend to make us hot under the collar anyway, a clearer picture would emerge of what exactly the idea of environment is in the first place. Are greenways nature? I would argue no. Are they part of our environment? Obviously. 
and they are one of the more worthwhile ways of utilizing space in an urban context. On this podcast, we talk a lot about how humanity thinks about and interacts with nature. I think greenways are an important microcosm of what that relationship has become. I imagine that one way of improving that relationship is for more people to just go out for a walk.